Jeez. Yeah, we're just waiting for you, Matthew. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the boys. You. Shout out. Yeah, Volko. I like those shoes, boys, a lot. Mm. They're fresh. They're never coming out of that box either. <laughs> right? You're a bit yeah. nervous there, big deal. Nah, man, I'm good. You sure? I'm good. Nah. Big, <laughs> big deal doesn't get nervous. Big deal. <laughs> what a fucking couple of heavy hitters, eh? Yeah. Got the boys back. Raj, where have you been, bro? I'm, I'm in Sydney now, man. It's yeah. not the same without him, is it? He's in the big smoke. Hey, you left us. Yeah. What are you doing down there, dog? You know, I'm doing a bit of study. Yeah. Staying in ride. Uh, I'm always in and out, in and out of Newcastle. <laughs> yeah. What do you prefer, Newy or Sydney? Oh, I like Newcastle. I like small, small town. MC, bring that to your to your face, dude. Righto. Yeah, you we're can good? just you can just yeah. We're recording. Righto. All right. Well, let's get it going, boys. Podcast is supported by CMBT Nutrition. Feel your passion. You're doing that work on the mats. You need that pre. You need those BCAAs. You need that protein hit for recovery afterwards. You need a snack. These guys have the best bars going around. My favorite is the salted caramel. Trusted by the 145 UFC champion of the world, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. Head over to cmbt.com.au and fuel your passion. We get to the point. Yeah, the boys. Yo. We've been talking about this for a hot minute. We certainly have, and we're finally here. Yeah, got three. You're still on your phone. Sorry, man. That's the last <laughs> Typical real estate agent. <laughs> I'm going to throw it in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Literally did. Um, what do you think about the uh, the studio, boys? It's oh, been a while it. since you've both been in here. Yeah. yeah. I lots, think Lots of upgrade. I think, I think MC, I think you might have been... One of the first in the studio when it was yeah, built. Yeah, we're, we're in this room, but we didn't have all this lovely memorabilia last time. It was a bit plain. Who came first? You or, or Raj? Uh, he saw it first, but I spoke before him. Did you? Did we do yours first? Or did I think, it? Yeah, I think Raj yeah, went before me. You're the OG. Yeah. Hey, boys back for a second. Yeah, we are. Which is... Um, I don't know, kind of cool. It's kind of cool to have both of you here. I feel like I'm getting dominated here. Yeah, well, Rose just has this big presence about him. Um, I'm also feeling dominated over here as well. It's so called big Rose energy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's a lie. Like, I literally just got back from Sydney, haven't trained for ages, and I went at Ronan. Bro, I got punished, man. Everybody's just crazy. And like, uh, and Lynchy, that guy knows how to make you feel like, like, I was like rolling him and he's like, come on, I taught you better. And I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> Far out, Lynch. Why are you going to do him like that? Uh, <laughs> 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 he just Holy shit. proceeds to beat me up, uh, like tap me out a hundred times a minute. No worries. Well, he's, he's, only, he's only got one minute in him, yeah. though. That cardio. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, well, he's like a hairless chimpanzee. He's so jacked. He's got muscles and muscles. You're looking good, coach. Loving it. But yeah, it's um, it, it was definitely uh, kind of a bittersweet moment for you, dude. Like mm. you got handed your blue belt after a hot minute of doing the damn dance, and then yeah. it was on basically the, the your last night and your departure. I got it and I retire, man. I was finished. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a that is such a typical thing to do when you get your blue belt. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I've reached my peak, man. It was, it was, it was over. Nah, it's um, I don't know, and I guess it's hard too. Like when you've got a gym like ours, to the thought of like continuing training somewhere else, it would be kind of hard, I guess. Like hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Mm. He's not going to say too much. He doesn't want to offend the new gym. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh, got to go back there. Are you are you are you training in a new gym? Yeah, so I joined oh, I joined well, a team. Uh, sorry. <laughs> what a trader. Come on. <laughs> now I joined a gym um in Strathfield. Strathfield, okay. I think. Yeah. Really good gym, like heaps of like young guys, like a lot of like there's like 3 14 year olds, bro. They they they're crazy. They're so they like got like I was I felt like I was rolling an adult man. They just beat me up like rolling me around. Yeah, I don't know. You might know some of them like Oliver, Oli. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah he's pretty big on the comp scene. Yeah, he's yeah. good. What what belt is he? He's a green belt, I think, which means you've done jiu-jitsu for like ten years, but you're a child still. <laughs> but you're twelve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they get a green belt, then when they turn sixteen, they they get their Automatic blue belt. Blue? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's a bit of, bit of a savage. Yeah, yeah no, he's good. Like I, I'm, I go there maybe twice a week. Some weeks I can't go, but it's just nice every once in a while. Now you're restudying again. Yeah. Why you do that for, bro? I don't even know. Bro. <laughs> like honestly, it's so hard. <laughs> and like, dude, I I am not. I'm not like a. I'm not a book smart guy, you know. Yeah. So every. Yeah, I'm just fighting for my life out here, bro. <laughs> it's my boy. It's my boy. Dude, yeah. Are you working full time as well? Nah, stuff that. I, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? When I go to Sydney, I pick up like, you know, one or two shifts a week. I'll just, you know, but like it's, it's, I can't do it. I, I'm, I'm at uni like four days a week um, and it's just full on because it's a master. So they just pack everything in like two years. But um, nah, it's it's been all right. So yeah. so once you get the masters, what 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 does that mean for you career wise? What's the um, next step? So so I'm doing audiology. So you just become an audiologist, like ear person, like people hearing aids, uh, people with like balance problem, like vertigo. So Is you've it, become a specialist. Yeah, but it's it's not like I, I just come off placement. So much better than nursing, bro. Nine to five. So I was gonna say no shift work, bro. That that's what I was kidding. That's why I'm, I'm not book smart, <laughs> dude. You're street smart. <laughs> oh, come on. You're gonna have so much more time to write uh, bars. Yeah, hundred percent. And what about you, big deal? Your uh, congratulations, purple belt. Yes, thank you. You got that start of the year, uh, December. So that was the was that Jujuteros or was it? Uh, it was ADCC state titles. Oh, state titles. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely well deserved. You're absolutely killing it at the moment, Thank you. man. You're killing it in all aspects of life. I appreciate. I really, it. Uh, I really thrive on 
your vibe and energy, you know, in your work life, your uh, yourself in terms of your commitment to your training and then also jiu-jitsu on the mats. So, yeah, big yeah. props to you, bro. You, Thanks, you bro. deserve all of it. Thank you. Doing doing my best, I guess. <laughs> That's all you can do, I guess. Yeah. yeah and it's crazy because um, I feel like when I first met both of you, you were both like little boys and you're starting to develop into men now. Like, I don't know, it's, yeah, like – yeah, both of you. You've got this manly presence about you now. <laughs> oh, it's intimidating. <laughs> I was due for it, I guess. <laughs> Make but sure yeah. you're speaking to the microphone, please. Sorry. But, yeah, I, I don't know. A lot's happened in the last year or so, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I, I guess the cool thing is is that we're all back at the gym yep. or when you come up, when you grace us with your presence. And uh, there's no there's no masks. We're in there. We're having fun, but um, but yeah, very very special place. But I guess the you know the real cool thing that we're going to chat about today and chat more on to was a big part of our podcast was was your poetry, mm. and you know like when I first met you, everyone's like, dude, fuck, you should hear him drop bars, and then you know like you laid one on us when we'll when we finished up and yeah, it moves a lot of people, man. Like a lot of yeah. people are like, wow, Roj is amazing. Like, like he's the guy you want to meet. And even I brought Jum to the, to the gym the other night who trained at Brotherhood mm. and he's like, oh, cause I remember I was like, yeah. hey everybody, Roj is here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to embarrass him. <laughs> and Jamie was like, oh, I wonder if he remembers me. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's like, it's been years since I saw Jamie. Um, yeah, because he used to train at um, Strength Republic. Strength Republic, yeah. With like, the Brotherhood. Yep. Because I remember when I was like maybe 16, I'd go there. I was like the youngest guy. Um, but yeah, it was really nice to see him. Mate, one of the best, one of the best human beings you can uh, can ever meet. Bit of a savage in his own right too, Jum. Shout out. ACJ Concreting. Gives me a lot of work. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like so, um, you know, a big part of, of our podcast was, was on your poetry and the beautiful art that you are, you know, very, 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 uh, very good at. And I love your stuff, man. I guess we both love your stuff. But then, it, you know, it, this little guy's, <laughs> his little head, <laughs> and his yeah. stuff is, yes, sir. it's crazy. Like, it's two different people, polar opposite people mm. in every way possible, but yet have this power with words which i find so amazing because i'm very good at talking words but i'm fucking horrible at writing them mm. handwriting's horrible my ability my grammar everything is is pretty horrible like i get try to get loose to proofread most of my stuff mm. but very 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 powerful bars and powerful words when did you guys like well, i guess maddie when did you kind of speak to rose and go hey man i love what you do i've kind of got some shit going on in my head yeah, it was um, during lockdown, I think was when I wrote my um, first poem that I sent to Roge. Um, I'd written poems before, like sporadically during my life. Like I might write one, you know, when I was 20 and then not do another one till I was 25 or something. But um, yeah, I was just sitting in lockdown doing a lot of nothing. <laughs> so I... Um, I started writing poetry and then one day I just like, screw it. I'll send it to Roge. He's such a nice guy. Like, even if it's crap, <laughs> he's, um, he's not going to be too mean about it. <laughs> so I sent it to him and yeah, 
it just started from there. Then I just started sending everything to him, which he probably regret, <laughs> regrets yeah. ever. You're on, you're on Do Not Disturb. Yeah. <laughs> Your name's been changed to Do Not Answer. Because, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty um, pretty full on once I get into something. So I started sending him stuff every single day. <laughs> so <laughs> he probably rused the day that he um, that he opened that first one. Well, yeah, what, what's, what's, what's your thoughts on it, man? Like, obviously, mm. it's... Nah, bro. I was like so excited. Like, first of all, he was like, "Hey, man!" Like, I wrote a poem, and knowing Matt, I thought it was gonna be like just jerky kind of poem. Like, yeah. I didn't think it was gonna be that serious. And when I read it, I, like, he was like, "Yeah, don't tell anyone, bro, bro." And but yeah, dude, when I read it, I was like, "Man, like this is like really, really good." It's not just like it's, you know, it's like the best thing about like poetry, man. Like, if you're vulnerable, like. I feel like that's poetry. Even with me, I'm not like that technical. I'm not like, oh, I'm writing like a metaphor here, a rhyme here. I just write exactly how I'm feeling. And I feel like that's what he was doing. And so, yeah, like, yeah, dude, he's, he's crazy. And the way he writes is different to me. Very different. Yeah. yeah, like him, he could just like write every single day. Like, I can't do that. Like, yeah, it's, it's wild, man. And he... Yeah, he just like experiments and like he's not afraid to go in like some deep stuff. Yeah. Do you do you think the um I guess the barrier to entry for you not being able to write every day is your ability to articulate it into English? Because obviously Eng English was your second language, right? Yeah. Mm. Which is a, a, a fucking like I still don't get it, and it's mm. my first language. Is is it more so that, or is it that you process stuff? A lot more it's like more of a slow burn for you yeah definitely that but as well like definitely a lot more like slow very sl much slower and sometimes like the way like my inspiration can comes like at random moments you know like there's there's one poem one of my favorite poems i wrote about my dad and i can't remember the starting line but it was literally i was walking in the shop and i saw this old guy's back and then I just remembered my dad for some reason. I don't know. And yeah, I just like literally from that that image, I, I just wrote a whole poem. Wow. And like when I was doing a bit of performing, people would be like, oh, can you write a poem on like this topic? That stuff I struggle with. Where I feel like Clark would be a lot better. Like if you're like, oh, write a poem on like, you know. He's probably written 10, ten right now. <laughs> His little head doesn't stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I just text take a lot slower mm. yeah because yeah like even <laughs> I, I last night <laughs> at the gym justin was kind of wrapping up the coaching session and there's clark you just throwing compos in the back <laughs> 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 I'm like no one else is watching you i'm the only one who can really see him mm. i'm just staring at him going i wonder what's going through that guy's mind right now <laughs> too much because too much. Like, um, obviously, we've had a lot of conversations around um, – we have a lot of conversations around pretty deep stuff, you and I, Maddie. Yeah, yeah, every now and then we just ring each other. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy to think that um, – because as I say, like, say to both of you, like, I don't have that ability to articulate into words. I'm pretty good at talking when, when I get a bit of a roll on. But, you know, when I see both your guys' stuff, it's so moving and powerful to me. Because one, I respect it because I'm not that I can't I'm not very good at articulating words, writing. But 
the strength in the message is 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 crazy and it carries so much weight like even the one you sent to me this morning that you ended up eventually posting there's so much like weight in what's happening in the world right now mm. the division and you know the the propaganda and human beings are at such a crippling time at the moment and you read something like that and it does it hit it hits home to you 100% yeah yeah i try to um convey some sort of message in it otherwise i feel like there's um there's no point um a lot of the stuff i post so the stuff i post is like like I, in my notes in my phone i've got hundreds <laughs> literally wow. in it's in the triple figures now so i only post like a very small percentage and i i tend to post the stuff that i think is more observational yeah. so mm-hmm. it's not stuff i write about my myself really i tend to prefer to to um yeah, put stuff on Instagram and that that's more me looking at things yeah. instead of like internally. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And it's a it's a great way to look at it cuz like reality is at the moment that our world is like almost a sugar coated shit at the moment. Mm. Like deep down in the core, it's we're all everything's pretty messed up, man. But there's sprinkling some light on it, you know, so it it doesn't look too bad. But when you hear it from kind of like a, and we're talking about it before, you're given narratives and an echo chamber on what your beliefs are all the time with algorithms, a big part of your poem today. But when you hear something that is just about what's in front of the world today and where it is, regardless of whether you sit left, right, he, her, she, him, whatever else, like it's it's nice to read stuff like that because it's like, oh, hold on a second. This is exactly what is happening in the world and we're so divided. Yeah, like that was that was the motivation for, for that one I wrote. Um I just think like as humans we we might think we disagree on so many things and obviously we do, but I think like in real life if you talk to a hundred people, you're gonna probably have a good a good encounter with most of them. Yeah. So I feel like this the way that we communicate now is so full on. It's so, it's just, it's just not like a, a good representation of what communicating as humans is or has been in the, the previous, you know, thousands or millions of years or whatever it is. Yep. And I just think it's just exacerbated so much with, you know, AI technology only showing you stuff that you agree with or you hugely disagree with. Yeah. And we're just, I think we're just losing, you know, touch of, reality somewhat because we're in our own bubble so much well i I was saying before rose that how much would our world change as human beings if we're all to get rid of the smartphone Mm. like you had to pick up the phone and call someone or you had to spend four hours getting you know a paragraph to text remember when you have to like go through the letters did you ever have phones like that i did sucked And I, it's wild. I mean, obviously, like, smartphones and technology have done so much for us in terms of, like, communication, but they have also taken away so much, you know? Like, every time people are, like, together, most of the time, I always try, like, when I'm catching up with people to just, like, not, not go on my phone for too long because, you know, like, it's... I find it pretty annoying, like... Because I've encountered this, like... People don't even mean to do it, but like you be proper opening up to someone and having a conversation and then they just, you can just see them zoning out 
And it's just like, it's, yeah. That's most nights, that Lucy cops <laughs> for me. <laughs> Dude, yeah. yeah. That goes down well. That's uh, no, rough. But I, I, and I guess the, um, the other thing too is, um, from, uh, cause obviously you've, you've performed, mm. you know, your, your stuff. Maddie, do you have any intentions of getting up on stage and? Yeah. Um, Rose has told me to, to start performing. So I was like, righto. Yeah. Um, yeah, bit shit scared to do it, to be honest, but yeah. Which is I so, am planning on doing it. So. Which is so bizarre because you're you're a fascinating character in this sense where it's like you're kind of an enigma in the the perspective of you're very I don't know some people would perceive you as this big character, but then you're also quite introverted and to yourself and quiet. Yeah, I think it's just a a mixture of my personality like i'm kind of all all or nothing on everything so <laughs> some days like i'm extremely extroverted to the point i could you know talk to ev- anyone and then other days i'm just so reserved like it it's one or the other there's no in between see i feel i feel very connected to that because i'm like that a lot there's times when i'm the, the biggest person in the room not physically but like you know, you're always the biggest person <laughs> <laughs> except when suppos around um and then there's days where, like, I'm just so, just everything's focused inwards. Mm. Yeah. Everything's focused inwards. Like Is that, do you feel that draining on yourself? Like, do you feel, does it, is it taxing on you? Um, Yeah, sometimes. Like, sometimes I, like you were talking about, you wondering what's going through my head. Like, some days I just wish I didn't, like, I could just chill. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've always got stuff going through my head. At all times. So like the I'm internal monologue to yourself is, can you just shut up? Yeah, because it, it's it's going constantly, like as long as, except when I'm asleep, I guess. But do you yeah, get do you know. get full REM sleep? I don't know. I've never never tested. Do you it, dream a lot? No. I don't think you get <laughs> REM sleep. <laughs> yeah, this this guy's uh, literally because like seeing him in the gym, like and. Yeah, like I was just like very shocked by the like the first few po- few poems that he sent me. I was like, like these poems do not read like something that he would have written, because they are so. I don't know. I don't even know. Because like, you would have thought like more toilet wall humor stuff, right? Yeah, like just yeah. like comedy, dick, dick jokes and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like just not someone who thought that deeply about stuff yeah. and who was, like, who actually was you know introspective and could see all these things i just thought it would be someone who just miss all that part of himself but like yeah and the other day he's like oh yeah i'm I'm learning how to play piano like i was like what the heck (laughs) (laughs) and like (laughs) and he said tell me that (laughs) yeah like and he sent me some of the stuff and i and i was like oh like how long have you been doing it he's like three weeks (laughs) not even that bro like a few days and i was like bro yeah, no, nah, he's a... Have you got an upright at your apartment now, do you? No, nah, it's just a... It's a keyboard, but it's got the, the full 88 keys. Okay. Yeah. I actually have a funny story about that. Go on. It's when I was buying it. <laughs> it's, it's next to the the gym at Anytime Fitness. Like, I bought it at Muso's, Muso's Corner. Muso's, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was so just there the other I, day. I walked to the gym, and then um I did my gym session. So I walked next door to Muso's Corner, bought this piano, and the guy's like, oh, where's your car? And I'm like, oh, at home. He's like, oh, how far away do you live? I'm like, oh, like 3K. And he just started pissing himself laughing. 
<laughs> so I pick up this huge, it's like full length size. It, it It's not as heavy as a piano, but it, the width of it is the same as a piano. And I'm trying to carry this massive box. Ended up having to get my friend to pick me up. And he's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why would you even think you could do this? <laughs> that, that is, yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. But lucky, yeah. Lucky he picked me up. Because then it started raining as well. And it would have just been a fucking nightmare. Why piano? I don't know. I genuinely just like the sound of it. Like, I like, um, like when a, a movie has like a, a soundtrack with a piano in it and that I've always just liked it, like fascinated by it. So. Do you know any like classical composers or penis like Bach or? Yo, um, the, the song I really am trying to learn is, um, Moonlight Sonata, the first movement by Beethoven. Okay. So yeah, that's what I'm trying to learn at the moment. Lucy's dad's one of the best penists in Australia. Yeah. Right. Really? Yeah. You've got all yeah. Did, did you listen to my podcast with him? No, I haven't listened yeah. to the piano one. Ian Munro, yeah. Yeah, I definitely will now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll show you some stuff on YouTube. He's yeah, right. Fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great composer, great pianist. Um, that's penis, not penis. <laughs> yeah, I did. Honestly, the first time you said it, I thought you said penis, <laughs> <laughs> and I just went with it because I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm not going to bring this up. <laughs> well, yeah. After because Lucy's mum, they're they're all musical. Yeah, okay. Like Lucy's mum is uh, like, you know, assistant professor at the University of Newcastle. I think she's a professor now. Um, music, she like heads up everything. Her actually, her um, her PhD, Lucy's mum's PhD, yeah, was all about um, Newcastle back in like the thirties or forties, and the music that was around then like around the mines and around the town and stuff yeah, like okay. that and the culture it's actually pretty cool it's been made into a book yeah, she's right. a she's a published um what they call a published author mm. yeah, yeah. Okay. so yeah really really cool um and then uh, we looked at my guitars and i'm like oh man you want to learn guitar and you're like i actually want to learn the cello <laughs> <laughs> and i was like well lucy used to play cello so man yeah. your miss is an all-rounder eh yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I'm so inferior. Um, like my kids, kind of like my kids already. You can, I can already tell. Like, like my kid loves music, man. Yeah. And we went and watched um, Lucy's sister perform. Uh, she's Lucy's sister's a dancer. We went and watched her her show last Saturday night. Like I got a five month old kid, man. That show went for like an hour and fifteen minutes. She slept for half an hour of it, but the rest of it, she watched the whole show. Jeez. And just like it was like she had like little ear. Oh, I was like, I'm not too sure if I put it on Instagram or any you guys seen it, but like the um the photo with her with the ear muscle on is so fucking cute. Yeah, there. she's there. <laughs> she yeah, loved right. it. she's jamming. It's so good. Jeez. Um, so like and like I love me. I love music. Music's a big, big thing for me. Um, the other night I was doing some like some of my rehab stuff downstairs and. I was sucking a bag of dicks at it and yeah, this song came on and I just started bawling my eyes out. What song was it? It's called So Far Away from Stained. Yeah. The um the send it to my mate. So the the chorus to the song is um uh Now that we're here, it's so far away, all the struggle all the struggles we thought was in vain, all all in all in the mistakes one life contained. 
they are all finally start to go away. Now that we're here, it's so far away and all all I feel like I can and, and now I can feel like I can face the day um, and I can forgive and I'm not ashamed um, to be the person I am today. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, very, very, very deep. deep. Yeah, and like I just started bawling my eyes out and mm. laughing at the same time. And I walked upstairs <laughs> and I'm like, I'm full crying. <laughs> and Lucy's like, what's wrong? Are you okay? You I listened to a song. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like this song just broke me. Yeah. But like, that's ha- good though. Happy tears, mm. yeah. So, uh, and Aaron Lewis from Stained has got a, a voice that does speak to me for some reason. But yeah, those words, like I could, I could hear them, and I was struggling, like with these, you know, unilateral exercises with my shitty weak knee. From thanks, Bobby. Um, <laughs> yeah, he'll do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the power of of song and power of of lyrics and words is. Um, is crazy, but yeah, my I think my kid's gonna, gonna be, is destined gonna be do something with music. Sounds like a, she's yeah. surrounded by it. That'd be good for you. You retire early, mate. I don't want to retire <laughs> early. I like the, I guess the, the reason why I I started to cry was most of my life I've cheated the hard way. I've always found the easy option. I've always gone to the low hanging fruit. I've kind of cheated my life, my way through life, and. I guess now I don't like the job that I do. It's hard, mm. you know. The you know the decision to to have sobriety is hard. Everything is hard. You got to choose your hard, and mm. I feel like I'm I'm choosing the hardest route possible for the best version of myself. And I guess that's why it hit me so emotionally. Yeah, that's good because I didn't cheat on my rehab. Like I did the reps. I'm doing it down there by myself. I'm sucking. It hurts, mm. and especially in you know like. I kicked with my left foot. So my left leg is atrophied like two inches smaller than my right leg. And it's like my legs have always been my thing, like big, strong quads. And I can, it's like sticks out like dog's balls to me that this thing has gotten smaller. Mm. And I can barely do a fucking box step up with my own weight. So it's, I don't know, it was just a combination of everything. And then those, hearing those words, it just fucking, it was the most Mm. beautiful thing I've ever had with myself. That's awesome. It shows you like the power of art, I guess. Like, You've got a hundred and twenty kilo man. One nineteen, thank you. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) and you know he listens to a song and it's brought him to tears. But that—that's you know, anyone who does art, that's why they do it. You know, to try and Uh, try and get that. Yeah, that's that's the power of like of music of poetry. You know, like every time, like when I was doing heaps of performing, like sometimes yeah, people start crying, especially if I started sharing like poems about you know, like where I grew up and like, you know, my, my life and, you know, like they were not there, but I can bring them into my experience through just the words, you know, and, and the beautiful thing about, um, art or poetry or whatever, like sometimes like the person who wrote that, that song you're crying on, like they probably didn't write a thinking what you were thinking when you heard it you know yeah so like every time i share my poetry people get things out like meanings that i didn't intend but they find it as a blessing and that's how awesome is that yeah 100 yeah. percent. i was gonna ask both of you when you do listen to music that has i guess like you know lyrics and stuff in it do you listen to the music or do you listen to the lyrics because i'm the type of person who isolates lyrics first and then 
for me, it's always the guitar. Like I'll hear the guitar riffs. If there's two guitars, if it's down tuned, like that's kind of a, a way I process music. But do you listen to lyrics first? I think for me, I do. And sometimes I miss the lyrics because I could, it, like someone could be saying like beautiful things, but depending on how they're saying it, I miss it completely. But, and then someone will be saying uh, like, yeah, lyrics and the way they're saying them, like it just grips you immediately. Yeah. You know, sometimes like they'll be like great, <coughs> great lyricists, but they don't pay attention on the way they deliver. And yeah, like just the, the way someone delivers their words. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to explain. Can I you give know. me an example? Like if it was a, an artist mm. that you would say has beautiful lyrics and then yeah. has the ability to articulate them through their mm. the way they sing them. Who would it be? <coughs> I, I like Eminem. I like the way, like first yeah. thing I thought of. Yeah, yeah. bro. Like the way. The way he raps and like you can you, you can hear the pain through the voice you can you can just hear the agony and yeah I just think he's a great lyricist but he can also deliver I don't know yeah hundred percent what about you MC um <clears throat> I tend to like I, I listen to a wide variety of music but my favorite music I listen to the most is probably like underground hip hop either Australian or English. Who you, um, who you listen to at the moment from Australia? Uh, Complete is my favorite rapper from Australia. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm really into the the people who, you know, write their songs about something. You get, you know what I mean? Like it's not just about like girls or something or like money and that. Like they have messages in their in their their songs. So they're they're not the most popular, obviously, because it's not. They don't have the best beats or, like, they might not, you know, appeal to the masses. But I, I like the people with the, the complex, like, lyrics and rhyme schemes and all that type of stuff. Have you heard Menace? No, I haven't. He's a, a Western Sydney guy. I, yeah, okay. I really vibe with him. Yeah. Yeah. Right off. Check him out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's um, it's crazy how powerful. And and also, like, do you, rec- do you think – oh, what do you think – but I also feel like the state of mind that you're in when you hear something can be definitely like the way you perceive it, pe- like pending your headspace as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, I think that also dictates what type of music you listen to as well. At the state, yeah. <laughs> your yeah. state of mind. So, yeah. yeah, you're always trying to find something that's going to – you know, whatever state you're in is going to appeal to that, I guess. Well, that was a random playlist that came on because that song's from like 2010, and mm-hmm. I do remember it. But it was like, yeah, just a, just a mo- I've had a fair few songs like that that have moved me pretty, pretty hard. But um, what about you? What about you yourself? Is there a song that you can hear that takes you to a, a memory or hits you hard where you kind of stop yourself from welling up with tears or you you say it with aggression because it, it brings out that thing in you have you got a song like that not really like um <clears throat> it may seem like weird because of the, the poetry and that but like i'm not heaps and emotion like heaps emotional i guess like i don't i don't get like no song makes me cry or or stuff like that like they i get an emotional response from them but like <laughs> it could be a cyborg right yeah. what do you reckon <laughs> i just uh, yeah i 
not not really. Like I've never really had a, a song make me cry. What about you, brother? Mm, um, yeah, I probably have. Yeah. Um, I can't name one. Um, there's a, there's this lady. Her name is Cecile Kailebwa, and she's from my country. She sings in Kenya Rwanda. I like her songs. Um, one song that I, I remember, I think it's called "One Life" by the Last Emperor. He's like an old school guy, and he's pretty much yeah, he's pretty much talking about death. And I don't know, it's like it's yeah, very good song. I don't know, I can't explain it, but yeah, that one I think I might have shared a little fluid. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> a little fluid. <laughs> a little fluid. <laughs> what, what were you doing there? <laughs> <laughs> but um, because I, I guess like you know, as you know, Maddie started firing a lot of stuff to me because he was, hey man, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? And then when when Banksy came because she came mm. um like two months over two months early, she came at thirty weeks. I actually wrote a poem and sent it to you. Yeah, you did. Yeah. That was good. So you, so you rubbing off on him yeah. or giving him the confidence to, to, to write something and share it mm. then came back to me. The cycle it's, continues. Yeah. That is one thing I will say since I started um, posting poetry and that, like I didn't know how it would be perceived. Mm. But the amount of people that have messaged me and um, – like send me stuff that they've written. It's like I didn't know so many people did this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I've had, I'd say it'd be close to like ten people. That's pretty. That's yeah. pretty cool. So good. Yeah, it's just nuts. Like I, I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, you were obviously one of them, but yeah, there's been others that have sent me stuff as well. Obviously, I never, never share it or anything, but yeah, it's just awesome to see. I guess. See, that's where I think you and I are very similar, Rose. Like I, I wrote that off the back of probably the one of the most emotional times of my life mm. like that was for me it was probably the biggest emotional thing so it was like yeah. i needed something that big to move me mm. and for some reason it all just went Whoa. and it made me feel so like today i went back and read it and i was like because i knew we were doing this podcast and i was like wow that's probably a very very vulnerable version of myself that mm. i probably don't get too regularly no 100 percent Big, big um, moments like that. Yeah, definitely. I remember when I was in high school, lots and lots of love poems. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the high school crush? Oh, yeah, let's not mention names. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I was definitely a simp. Yeah, it's a while, man. Like, I feel like poetry has definitely made me because, like, I'm not a very confident guy. I'm not the type of dude to be to speak out in public or, like, just maybe it's a part of my culture. Rwandans are very, like, if they come to your house, they're going to sit here. They're not going to go to your kitchen. They're just, like, just, like, especially when it's the first time. Like, once we, once we get to know you, then we're just, uh, yeah. But... Yeah, I feel like writing poetry has definitely made me more confident. And I feel like I'm confident in terms of, I'm still like reserved. I'm not going to yell out, but like I have confidence in myself. Like I'm not afraid. I don't even know. Like I feel like, um, yeah, writing and being able to express myself yeah. has definitely made me a better person. Well, it gives you a, an, a tool and an outlet, I guess. Mm. Do you feel the same way, Maddie? 
Um, or is it more? A, or is it more sense, so for you to be able to dump stuff off your brain onto a piece of paper? Yeah, I think for me, it's it's more so that like um, I don't know. I, I guess I had just had these thoughts all the time running through my head, and I just never did anything with it. Never spoke about it. Never, you know, put it into anything. And now I just feel like this is just a way to um, yeah, alleviate that. Get yeah. some of it out. Um, most of the stuff I never like. As I said, I've got hundreds. So most do you of the stuff. Your never phone, do you reckon your phone would physically be lighter <laughs> if you deleted all your poetry? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> There's so much shit in there. It's crazy. Because <laughs> I only started like it would have been like October or November or something. So it hasn't been that long. So it's a lot of stuff. It's like at one point I was doing like a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Such a savage. <laughs> you, you could publish a book, man. So yeah, so it's a it's a little bit different. Like a like as Rose was saying, he he waits for like a big inspire inspiration and all and all that. For me, it's more of a like intellectual exercise, I guess. Mm. Like there's less emotion attached to it for me. Yeah, I, I think. Um, obviously, I've I've written some pretty emotional stuff that I've never posted, but um, yeah, for the most part, it's just it's like a a puzzle with words, I guess. Mm. Hundred percent. Dude, I like that. Like, yeah, him saying it's a puzzle with words for him. I hundred percent can see that, because for me, when I do write, it's like the easiest thing. It just literally just drops out. Whereas for him, even when you read it, like the the rhyme scheme and like it's just like very complex yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but for me, it's see, just I like <laughs> emotions. I would disagree that I actually think Roger's stuff is more complex because he uses a much wider like vocabulary and and stuff like that in his delivery he's focused on writing in a way that you can deliver it well where i just write stuff i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah i think his is actually more technical than mine but. and and I, the cool thing about roger's poetry is that when you read it you hear that voice that nice yeah raspy voice <laughs> we actually he came to my house once and he read my stuff. <laughs> I remember, yeah, remember yeah, that. I remember that. He was like, wow, that's a, that's pretty good. Because <laughs> I didn't know how to to read any of this stuff because he, he's telling me i got to, like, perform and that. And I was like, mate, I sound like the most bogan person ever. How am I going to perform this? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so Matt from over. Morissette. Yeah. <laughs> he came over and helped me out a bit. Yeah. Well, that, I guess that's, a like, a beautiful thing in terms of – you know, just two random dudes meet together at, at this place where men roll around and hug each other and women. Mm. Um, and then the, the byproduct of that is art. It's this beautiful expression. Like, jiu-jitsu in itself is a beautiful art and a beautiful expression. Sometimes very violent, case in point, you, Matthew. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, the, it is a beautiful thing when you, like, you know, you, you watch – you know, Walters and you know, someone else, not you, Matt Lynch, because you're too aggressive. But like, <laughs> Aiden, like, Aiden. You watch Aiden, like yeah. Aiden and Walters, like it's a beautiful thing to watch, man. It's so, like it's just, and then you you listen to, to that, like, you know, like Roche came over and helped me how to, to spit these bars out and how to, like that's a beautiful thing in itself, like this mm -hmm. art form, two different writing styles, Two different point of views in life, or two different lenses of life, but comes together to create this beautiful thing, which is art. 
Mm. Yeah, like I, I often think like if I um like if I didn't meet Rose, would I have done it? You know what I mean? 100%. Like would I have started yeah. writing? Would I have started posting it on Instagram? Would I started make like I've started making videos? Have you seen? Yeah, with the poems and that. I, like lo- I love the, the I love the animated videos. They're so cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just, I've often I'm, think about that because I'm because <laughs> I'm audio visual for sure. Yeah. So hearing it and then getting to see like that hits me harder. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to do something with with them, but I don't know. I just felt like I didn't have the the presence or the voice to like perform it in front of the camera. So I just thought I'll like, I'll get someone to animate it or yeah. do some sort of video with it. Like I know Rose, he's done some videos where it's almost like a, a music video with, mm. um, with his. And yeah, I, I thought that was heaps cool, but I just didn't think I'd had the delivery to do it. So yeah, I chose the animation route. Oh, I like it. It's really, really cool. The boys 100%. are, the boys are stepping it up. That's for, for damn sure, and in terms of um, say for you, like for yourself, like for yourselves, is it a you thing? Like, is it a, an ability for you to articulate your own self, or or is it something that the holy grail? You know, after you know, flogging yourself, selling, slinging houses, and you're slinging hearing aids, <laughs> that <laughs> that you're there's going to be a time where it's just going to be about the writing. Delivering shows, sipping red wine, tasting the earthy contents of that red wine, and and spitting some bars, or is it just is it more of a a you internal thing, or is it something that you do would like to share? Like, yeah, like uh, for me, there was one like once upon a time I I wanted to like you know like um, be able to like publish like a little collection and like go around Australia, you know, performing in like uh, coffee shops, places like that, because a, a lot of uh, <coughs> spoken word artists do that. And it's just awesome. You get to meet people, you, yeah, you perform at different places, but like right now, that's not really, maybe, maybe in the future, I, I definitely want to publish a, a collection. I'd love how to have uh, something tangible that I can be like, okay, he, but <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Like I definitely want to write because life will always present things that I can write on. And I think it's cool one day to look back to the things that I've written. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in regards to like performing and yeah, I don't know about that. I just, I right now anyway, I'm just, I have too much, <laughs> too much on. What about you, MC? Yeah, for me, <clears throat> I think I guess there's for me there's two sides to it. Um, most of it's just internal, like just something to, I guess as we were saying before, get from the brain to, yeah, to something. Um, I do have another. Like most of the stuff I post is like that situational stuff. I was saying where I'm like trying to convey a message. I guess. Um, so yeah, I, I'd like to keep doing that. Um, you know, if you can if you can just change like at least a s- small percentage, you know, I feel like you. It's like a W. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if you, ch- if you can, you know, help maybe like one person see something a different way or, mm. you know, change their mind on something. I just think that's a powerful thing. And I think like if ever, if we all did that, imagine, imagine the world. Like, <laughs> just yeah. So yeah, 
I'd like to just keep doing that. And I, I don't care about like making money off it or anything. I just yeah. think it's something cool to do. No, unlike you've already kind of like have made differences, like you know, like he inspired you to write something and a whole bunch of other people. And I feel like I feel like you reached that first when I came to this podcast, and you, you know, so I feel like the more you continue to put things out and people see it and be like, oh, I can express myself this way as well and they give it a go or they, you know, they ask you and I think I think you're winning still. Yeah, 100%. How often do you think about words when you're rolling? Like you're, de- um, you're deep well, in a choke with someone you're like, oh, that's I a great think, word. <laughs> <laughs> I think like jiu-jitsu is the one thing that I do that when I'm doing it, I'm only thinking of it. Okay. That's probably why I like it. I think it's in, there's enough physical and mental stimulation with jiu-jitsu that you can't do multiple things at a time. Like you've got lynch on your leg or something. I'm not thinking about, you know, the state of the world at the time. I'm like, oh, I've got to get this massive dude off my leg <laughs> before he breaks it. So, yeah, like that's probably why I like jiu-jitsu because the only time my brain is switched, switched off. off yeah. yeah. What about you, big fella? Hmm. What was the question? <laughs> I love you, I Rose. Got, I got lost, bro. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I just like, um, like obviously we talked about jujitsu, the art form. Is there times where you you're rolling and words or? Oh lines right, right, okay, yeah, I'm back. I'm when back. you're like in a bit of a flow state. Yeah, yeah. Um. So like, dude, I, I love words. Definitely not when I'm at jujitsu, but like, I'm literally. If you go on my phone, there's so many words. Just like if I hear like a, a cool sounding word and like that's probably why you say I have so many like there's a lot of vocabulary because like most of them are literally like um I just collect words. If they sound cool, I just put them on my phone. Um, One word that I like is called pulchritudinous. Okay. And I think that's... Put that, that in a poem, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that means like... I think it's an it's another way of saying like beautiful. How cool is that? Okay. Was this so from your um high school no, no, no. love letters? No, no, I, I'm tough now, bro. Was just there flu- <laughs> was there fluids there too? <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So say it again. Polkritudinous. Polkritudinous. What does it mean again, Matt? Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Education, bro. I'm just educating people. Nah, my, my next poem is going to have that word in it. Okay. I'll find, I'll find a way. Okay. Yes. Cool. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out how you'd even spell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, like, um, I don't know. After Daniel Johns, the lead singer from Silverchair, did um, his podcast series, went back and listened very intently to a lot of his music and there's a line in a song and it goes, I don't want to be lonely. I just want to be alone. And it just, it plays over and over in my head all the time. What do you think of that? I don't want to be lonely. I just want to be alone. I've got a hypothesis for this. Okay. Maybe he wants to be comfortable within himself. So that when he's alone, like he's alone and like comfortable, not lonely but happy with his own company. I think you're bang on the money there because he's a very um, very troubled soul, old Daniel Johns. Yeah. Which is yeah. sad. I love that guy. 
Yeah. I don't want to be lonely. I just want to be alone, Raj. It's very deep. It's very deep, man. It's very deep, isn't it? <laughs> 100%. Like, um, do you remember the Lincoln Park line that I sent to you? Yeah, I put it in a poem for you. I know. Savage. Yeah. <laughs> when the rich wage war, it's the poor who die. Yeah. That led me to write a war poem. I know. Which I have. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I did. I wrote that. Funny story. I wrote that while at a at a inspection. You full flexed <laughs> on me. I'm like, I'm like, dude, I just listened to this Lincoln Park song. The line is fucking hectic. And I like sent it to him. And then within like 10 minutes, he's like poem to me. I'm like, <laughs> hey. Damn. Yeah, I thought it was a good line. It so. was a great line. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, I put it, the line was the last thing in the poem, but that's what inspired the, yeah. the whole thing. Great poem too. Thank you. Yeah. The rich wage war, it's the poor who die. It's very true. Yeah, very, very powerful. Well, I think a lot of their, a lot of the LP lyrics are pretty powerful, man. Yeah. we. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was listening to it all the time, but you probably don't, you don't really like think about lyrics when you're, no. you're a kid. Well, yeah, like, you know, some of the, some of the, oh, well, you know, case in point, Jester Beddington, just a absolute wordsmith, but just comes from so much hurt and, you know, so much hurt inside. And yeah, then his ability to sing it with the way he, how powerful his vocal cords are. That one hurt me a lot, man, when he, when he died. Yeah. Him and Chris Cornell, yeah. Yeah, I just think, I mean, that's probably what caused him to be such a, a great artist, you know what I mean? The pain. Like, I, I think uh, a lot of the most creative people you meet are often troubled in some sense, so, mm. yeah. They're all crazy. I find there's a correlation there, so, yeah. Yeah, it's madness. Pain definitely breeds a lot of, a lot of, yeah, beautiful things, you know. Yeah. It, it is crazy, like the... I don't know, the, you wouldn't call it a silver lining, but it's, yeah, I don't know, like so much beauty comes from pain, mm. which is bizarre. Yeah, I guess you'd, like, the content, happy person probably isn't, you know, sitting at home writing, um, like, these full-on songs like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if he was, like, I'm obviously speculating here, but if he was, like, Fully content, like he probably isn't going to write these dark sort of songs that he writes. We have so. to have, I guess, mo moments and situations that you can reflect on to harness the feeling and the and the emotion, right? Yeah, exactly. Especially like some of the stuff, and for a long period of time, like it's not like he did it just you know he wrote one song. Like there's a collection of decades, really. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, yeah. it's the same with Daniel Johns. Like you know he's every album for him was never like the previous one and he wouldn't do it. And, you know, he asked for full creative control over Silverchair after Frogs, after Freak Show, I think. So Frog Stomp, Freak Show, Neon Ballroom, um, Diorama, which was like his masterpiece for Silverchair. Yeah. And then they had one more studio album to do on their contract, which was, I think, Straight Lines. But, like, if you go and listen to Diorama, it is – like, he'd never played a piano before and everything on that on that album is all in piano. Put a piano in his house. Paul Mack, you know, showed him how to play piano and now he can, like, play a piano. Yes. Which is so crazy. 
and diorama is like you remember like dioramas that you make in primary school yeah 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 like the get the like cellophane paper yeah. and shit like that yeah that's what it's basically like the the diorama to his life and just yeah, like okay. a big musical Jeez. i'm noting out on daniel john there's, yeah, there's, there's people like that hey eh? they can just like pick up so many things at once yeah well, I guess they're always fascinating, but like even still, him now, um, everything that he does musically is all analog. Like he, he doesn't. I don't even think he owns an iPhone. Yeah, right. Doesn't have a computer. Everything yeah. he does is like real to real and stuff like that. Okay. Full OG shit. <laughs> refused to refuse to to convert. So he doesn't have Instagram or anything. He has Instagram, but his brother runs it. <laughs> okay. Sorry to ruin everyone out there that's <laughs> yeah. messaged Daniel Johns and thought they were speaking to Daniel Johns. <laughs> it's his brother Heath who manages him. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it's pretty insane. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like, um, I don't know. I've always had a, a a tie to art, but I guess the being the boisterous footy player and being that guy, you know, it, it takes you away from the I don't know the soul of it. You kind of need to peel off the layers and just get to the core of it, I guess. Yeah. Did you find you you had to, like, change who you really were to fit into that environment? Or well, what I do you think, think it was? I think every stage in life. Like, you know, I built alter egos for myself, I guess, to protect myself. Yeah. And, we, and we all, like, well, no, we don't all do it, but, like, that was my way of coping with my own childhood traumas was – creating alter egos and just, you know, living in that moment to protect myself. Yeah, fair enough. And how are you feeling about, I mean, obviously you're a dad now, like how are you feeling about parenting and because yeah, your, your kid is obviously going to have like a way different <laughs> life than you. Yeah. Like, and like, the, I mean, the the tough times you had have definitely made you into the person you are. How do parents, like, how can you make your kids tough but not just dropping them outside in the mud to fend for themselves? How do you... Fuck, that's that's a good question. <laughs> how, I, said, yeah, I, yeah. I had that conversation with Lucy heaps. Yeah, cause I'm like, like, how do I teach Banksy street smarts but she's never, ever going to live what I live through? And you don't want her to. But you want her no to way. Dude, we, we went to... We went to a, a daycare tour today. I was telling Maddie before you got here. And um, I've been to a couple of them. And you guys know what I'm like. I'm getting, hey, young guys. You know. <laughs> I do not speak a word there. Like, yeah. I'll be like, hey, how are you? All I'm doing is profiling. Yeah. I'm looking at dangers. I'm looking at r where rooms are situated. I'm looking at the staff. I'm looking at the way they're dressed. I'm looking at their demeanor. I'm looking at their attitude everything i'm constantly profiling because i'm putting my daughter into an environment where i have zero control mm. and this is still seven months away right so that's you know from a parenting perspective like and as soon as we walk out of the first one lucy's like well i guess she's not going there and i was like i didn't say anything she's like you didn't have to <laughs> what was wrong with it? Oh, heaps of stuff. <laughs> uh, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I'm a protective dad. I know how bad and, and dark the world is. I've seen some pretty fucking hectic shit in my time. I've been through some pretty hectic shit in my time. And that's going to be a very big hurdle for me to, to get over is 
the trust, like trusting uh, a daycare centre and a business to look after my child and I can't have the expectation of them looking after her the way I would because mm. that's just not achievable. Like no they don't have the connection I do to her. Yeah. Their job is, I guess, to keep her safe so, you know, Lucy can go to work and we can go to work. But, mm. um, you know, that, that was my first thing. I was like, all right, maybe I'll just work harder and then you don't go back to work. But it's not about that. Like Lucy wants to go back to work because she wants to get some of her independence back. Yeah. But that's the challenging thing, man. Like, how do I teach my daughter the ability to profile a human being after? Like, I can I can meet someone, not even speak to them. I'm like, that person's a piece of shit. And then oh. I can I can look at someone and go, I like that person. Mm. There's something about them, and I'm just gravitated towards them. But that comes from growing up how I grew up. Yeah. So very very good question, bro. And I don't know the answer. Gee. No, no one will ever love your daughter like you. Not even even when they get married, they can always get a divorce. Yep. But like you, she can like literally. She's like your child. Yep. Alan, Alan from the Hangover says it the best. Not you, not you, not nobody knows Stu like I know Stu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a very surreal thing, man. Like I was a very self-absorbed self-centered person i was like i, I can 100 percent admit it but after you have a child man everything everything changes i don't know whether it's a paternal thing or an age thing for me but as soon as she came along my view and everything in life just changed it changed it didn't become about me anymore it became about her it became about lucy it became about us as a unit yeah, you can definitely see that. Like, <clears throat> you see instances of people that, you know, were completely gone, like you'd written them off as, you know, ever going to be anything, and then they have a kid and their whole demeanour changes and they really, yep. obviously not everyone, like there's still people that unfortunately don't do this, but the kid gives them like a reason to, to change and then, yeah, their life does a full 180. Nine times, at, nine times out of ten, boys, I think... Most human beings aren't shit human beings. Some human, some people just aren't equipped to have any sort of self-confidence or self-esteem in themselves, so they don't know anything else but to sabotage themselves. Or, you know, I'm a big case in point with that, and I know a lot of people like that. Sometimes you need something bigger to fight for than just yourself, because sometimes most people don't want to fight for themselves. But with a fight of something like a child and you build confidence and you build habits and change pathways, then you have somehow find a self-esteem within yourself. Yeah, 100%. I think that's why people <clears throat> always looking to find, you know, that ultimate meaning, the ultimate, you know, point to their existence. And it's the same way how people end up joining cults and it's not... <clears throat> It's not always good. Like that's also how people end up doing bad things as well because they're just searching for that, that purpose. And you know, yeah, people do come along and take advantage of that. Yeah, hundred percent. What do you reckon, big fella? <coughs> yeah, no, I think no, I think um, Clark is definitely right. Like everyone, everyone is just trying to trying to fit in, trying to find meaning, you know, in life, and. Like I feel like, like for me, 
like grow this is just yeah like growing up and i'm i'm the oldest and after my like yeah after my dad passed like i feel like my mom had always looked at me as like um she didn't really treat me like i was a child but <clears throat> like as a grown person to like help her with things help look after my brothers even now if anything goes home like she's like oh you need to talk to them kind of thing so yeah i don't know i don't even know where i'm going i guess you became um man of the house well man of the house but i guess you became like your mum's sounding board mm. her probably her best friend um you know and the you know the person that I understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. I see it a lot with Lucy, yeah. Lucy's mum and her, and her. Like Lucy's mum, like sometimes I'm like, it's almost like they're kind of like best friends. Mm-hmm. The mother daughter stuff, it's there, but it's mm-hmm. like I, I see that too. But I guess even more so in your point because your dad literally isn't there. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I I understand what you're saying. So would you say that's like what you would define your your meaning was? To like be the protector of like your your siblings and mm. yeah, definitely. Like because I feel like it doesn't matter where I am, I'm always thinking about them. Like if they're failing at uni, I know it sounds weird, but like I am, I feel like I have to talk to them. And the thing is, like I know that I'm not better than in in better than them in any way, but I'm I get concerned if like you know. Like even when I was living at home and they like say that they're not in the house by one o'clock, I'm like, man, like what are these boys? And it's annoying because, you know, with my brothers, I want to build like a brotherly relationship with them, you know. But like I feel like everyone, I don't know if you have siblings, but like yeah, if you're the oldest, you always feel this urge to kind of like protect. protect. Yeah. Do, do you... um. I'm gonna, how do I say this? Do you feel like you may have lost a lot of your childhood because you did have to grow up so fast? Like the the vulnerability of just being a little little kid playing because I, I like different end of the spectrum, but I I definitely got that mm. knowing that my my parents were weren't going to be there for me. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe maybe in some way. Um. But yeah, I just yeah, like definitely like maybe in in my own household like that. But every time when I'm out when I'm out with my friends, I'm I've always been like just free, just a, a goose. But when I'm in the in the house, like I just definitely feel like I have to show some level of maturity. Um, and also, a lot of Africans are like Christians, and a lot of them don't really. Some of them don't follow, but for me, like. I feel like I've always had to be like, you, you have to be a good son to your mother. Like, I've never, I mean, I don't drink, but it's not, bec- I don't know. Like, I just feel like I, I wouldn't want to do anything that would disappoint my mom. And um, I also, but I don't know. I feel like I'm a very, very old school type of guy. Like, you're an old soul. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, just that the story of what your mom went through when she carried you through that, that jungle. Is like, you better be showing mum some respect, because <laughs> she literally, she, she went into, yeah. to bat for you to make sure that you survive. But like that's, that's the the beautiful thing about, 
whether it's your culture or you know the you know where you come from in life like to hear that is beautiful man because mm. you see like I've grown up with a lot of ki- like a lot of kids and you probably had too Matt like they come from beautiful families and they're just fucking retarded and you're like bro how did you become like that mm. you come from the nicest family in the world and you're the biggest piece of shit yeah 100% uh, it's <clears> funny <throat> like i feel like in africa like i was talking to this with a friend not long ago but like I feel like moms are like so respected. Like you could have a whole bunch of like tough guys, but yeah, as soon as they see like, oh, like, oh, that's Dallas's mom. Like, yeah, respect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like they just they have a a lot of respect for moms. I'll have to say it's true because like Lucy's the nicest person in the world. Since she's become a mom, she's a bit scary. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at me sometimes. I'm like, oh, got too far. <laughs> Got that switch on him, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that like maternal like switch, which is which is crazy. I've seen that in action as well. My mum is the nicest person ever, (laughs) but as a kid growing up, if you if someone did something to us, or you know, she'd be straight in there, eh? And yeah, she's crazy, she'd completely (laughs) change her whole demeanor because you're both your parents are from South Africa, right? Uh, so my dad's from South Africa. Uh, my mum was born in Australia, but her family is ha- like half it's South African South as well. African, yeah. So, yeah. They're very, very protective people too. South Africa. <laughs> I, th- yeah. I think humans are all protective. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I, I, like, well, um, Chad's up in the, where is he? Northern Territory at the moment. Chad's yeah. They look like they're um, like doing like a camping trip or something. Mate, they did a pub crawl in helicopters. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, tactic. These little towns that have like eight people. So yeah. like, maybe I sold his house for too much. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's out doing helicopters. Like, Should have charged him more. It's for his birthday. <laughs> I won't mention how old he is. Seventy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but like these majestic places in the Northern Territory, he's been sending some photos, and he's like, "Wow, that looks so beautiful, croc infested." Yeah, <laughs> they're wow. dinosaurs still living among us, and I'm yeah. like, I often wonder, how the fuck do we become the superior species? Like, I mm. even look at, I look at my dogs. I'm like, so durable, mm. so yeah. durable, so fast, can handle the cold, handle the heat. Like, you know, they're just so durable. Yeah, we're so fragile and frail. And I'm like, how the fuck did we end up being the dominant species when you've got living crocodiles still here? Oh, I, dinosaurs. I actually had this conversation with someone the other day. <laughs> <laughs> you might ask why I'm having these conversations. <laughs> why are you having these conversations, yeah. Matthew? Anyway, my theory was we're the only ones that, uh, like, we seem to be smart enough to know our own existence and our own limits and that, like, we don't just fully depend on instincts. So we have the capability to be like, oh, there's a croc there. Let's come up with some sort of technological advancement that stops us from getting eaten by the crop because yeah. we know we're able to understand as humans how like weak we are. Mm. So, which has pushed us to to create these advancements. Just that fight or flight emotions. Yeah, it drives Adrenaline. us. Yeah, because I mean, an animal sees a croc and they'll just go and hide, and then hope that they don't see another one. We create shelter, you know. Um, signs to let p- other humans know that there's no croc like don't go there because there's crocodiles and that so i think that's what's yeah driven us 
That was my theory anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> What's some wild stuff that you've seen in Africa? Because you were the you were the head goat herder. I was. I was a herdsman. How do you how do you get that title, <laughs> dude? Is it like a tryout? Like you was all catch a goat or? Nah, not like not really. <laughs> but like honestly, like some of my greatest because when I came here, I was twelve. But like. Yeah, some of the my fondest memories that I recall is when I was in the bush with like my goats or you know cows, just me and a whole bunch of boys stealing mangoes, still just stealing everything and yeah, just you, I, you I, call I, that taking without asking. Because you know, yeah. <laughs> we just we just take what we need and we leave everything else. But nah, had had the best times. There's a um. A YouTube guy that I watch. I I don't fish. I fucking hate fishing. Mm. But I watch this guy, Young Bloods. He's this dude from Perth, and um, he's pretty big. Like he's like conservation, like conservationist. Like only take what you need. Mm. The guy goes spear fishing and like does these little challenges. Like yeah. he's like he lives right on the water, and he's like you know from my bed, getting out of bed, <laughs> catching catching kill, cook it and eat it. And like yeah. it's he's like you know time trial so he'd be like laying in bed and be like rightio let's go gets his jet ski ready drives his buggy down to the beach launches the jet ski goes to a couple of bombies spears a fish gets back on loads of things up got his dog there with him dog's cool as dog goes everywhere with him you know gets back you know cooks it up just funny but like the key messaging that i always get from from brody his name is brody from young bloods um is only take what you need Mm. You don't need to, or because you can spear ten fish, doesn't he? he like he had one fish, yeah. Got one fish, made some fish tacos, and that was it. So yeah, that's beautiful. How you like? He, you actually just said that. You know, we mangoes, and but we only took what we needed. Yeah, no, there's no. Like, imagine if everybody in the world did that instead of just like getting so much, you know, piling up in your home. Just take what you need. Well, toilet paper. Yeah. Like yeah, for the that, yeah. like that was madness. Yeah. yeah, like what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I think everyone just kind of freaked out, and that was their first instinct to obviously look after themselves. Yeah, and then yeah, I'm I still don't understand the correlation though between like the toilet paper and the and and COVID. Like, why was toilet paper why the necessity? Were, why weren't you taking canned foods? Yeah, yeah like, like I think food. Food and like water and stuff would be the most important. Like toilet paper would be down the, because realistically, if you had to, you could use something else's toilet paper. Or just have a shower. Yeah, <laughs> just waffle, waffle, waffle. Well, I don't know if people. Were, I don't know if people were thinking we would lose like <clears throat> all necessities, like drinking water and everything. Because I saw people taking those big. You know, jerry can looking things of water that they sell at Coles. People are racking them up. It's like, dude, turn the tap on. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's I didn't fucking, know. It's there. I think people just had no idea what was going to happen. Like none of us did, but yeah, and it just initiated that that thing that's in people to always, you know, look after Protect themselves. themselves. Like we've yeah. all got it, but yeah, it's just so so weird. Toilet paper, like out of all the things, like toilet paper became a currency. Mm. Yeah, like those people, I reckon, would still have... They wouldn't have used all that toilet paper. <laughs> no it's been two years. They've still got a shitload of it left. It's fucking insane. I remember someone someone got an aerial shot of someone's backyard and they had like a legit bonfire-size 
of toilet paper. No, they didn't. They literally did. I don't know if they were selling it or what the go was. <laughs> Could I'm you assuming look? they were selling it because I remember on the internet that people were selling toilet paper for like 20 bucks a roll and crazy stuff like that. It was nuts. Could you imagine like, um, say, 10 years from now, like Quilton or Kleenex or whatever the fucking toilet paper companies are and, you know, a guy comes in to, you know, help the company financially and he's like... Guys, what did we do in 2020, 2021? That really got, <laughs> what marketing campaign did we really do to drive sale prices? Like, could you like could you imagine that? Plot uh, twist, the toilet paper companies were behind the whole thing. 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a pretty insane moment. I'm I'm happy for it to be in the in the rearview mirror as I said, you know, getting back to doing stuff like this, getting back to the gym. Um yeah, but and just walking into places like you know, how annoying was it checking in everywhere? <laughs> like oh. you, just those basic things that you you take for granted, like just not thinking about having to like have your phone and you got to have battery, you got to sign in, got to show your vaccine thing. It was just that was a headache. Yeah, it was it's crazy. Like or waiting outside because there's too many people yeah. in the shop. Or well, I guess from your perspective, Rose, because because you're a nurse. Mm. Um, you're in the medical field. How like serious was it? F- like f- from your perspective, did you take it very serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see this guy's face. Uh, like literally, <laughs> obviously, like yeah, I feel like people outside took it like way more serious, and like obviously we're doing like you know protective equipment, but like I didn't go to to work every day like afraid for my life. Yep. Yeah, people just took it and. On another level, yeah, it's it's pretty insane, man. But it's uh, it's nice to it's nice to hear that point of view. You're like, it was fucking piranhas where I was. I didn't care about no virus. Yeah, <laughs> like the the journey you've been on. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I'll, the the stuff you've been through. Like, it's just this wouldn't compare. I don't think. So. Yeah. Which is kind of, I guess, cool in a way because you know get affected by that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I just feel like humans are all the same like even me sometimes i find myself like complaining about the dumbest stuff and then i'm like bro like just look where you come from like look where you are right now it's just like a it's like something from a movie to be honest how long does it take you to check yourself on that is it is it getting longer and longer as you as you become more starting to get comfortable yeah (laughs) (laughs) i honestly like yeah Every, every time I'm about, like, because I've been, like, mad stressed about uni. And I'm, like, dude, like, I, I, don't, I don't need to be so afraid and, like, putting all my eggs in one thing. Like, honestly, like, if I didn't do as well as I think I'm going to do, like, obviously I will be disappointed because I'm that type of guy. Like, when I start something, like, I have to finish it. Like, if I don't finish it even if nobody ever mentions it to me, like, in myself, like, it's just, like, I hate that so much. But then I'm like, bro, like, you're in Australia. Like, I could literally work, you know, at Woolies or, like, Macca's and have a really good life as long as I've got love in my home, you know, like, I've got a place to sleep and have food. Like, what else do you need? But obviously, like, yeah, people... Men, we're always trying to push ourselves to prove to ourselves for no reason. I don't know. Yeah. Is it easier this time around? Like, because obviously your first, your first degree. Mm. 
do you do you remove a lot of the pressure of going, hey, I've done this before. You know, yeah. you did your HSC. Yeah. You got to uni. Mm. You know, you've. It's not like you haven't been in this fight before, like academically. Yeah. So, mm. I, I guess why would you even put any pressure on yourself? You know, yeah. you're going to do it, dude. It's uh It's definitely a little bit, you know, because yeah, as you said, like I, I've I've done, I've been to uni before. Um, but yeah, I think sometimes I just have to remind myself a little bit to even believe that I can do it because, yeah. So, so sometimes I'm like, man, like, am I smart enough? Like ev- everyone there is like, anyway, like, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, sometimes I think I have to, not just with like uni, just in life in general, sometimes I have to, to, yeah, check myself again, because a lot of things I'm doing, I'm like the first in like my family, and so I'm like, yeah, you got this, you know. Paving the way. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a... um. It's a big weight to carry on your shoulders, but also it's pretty cool as well. Yeah, bro. Like, just it's just uh, gonna be amazing because, like, my kids, like, it's gonna be normal for them to go to university, to like, you know, like whatever kind of like jobs they wanna have, they can be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. Whereas me, I had to like because within my community, a lot of people are just like. They're just trying to make it. They're trying to learn English. And then, you know, when I started nursing, I was like, like, you know, who am I to just, can I really do it? But yeah, so that's why it's it's nice in your community when people are doing great things and it's it's normal for you. You're like, oh yeah, like, obviously I'm going to go and do that because so-and-so have done it. But if no one has done it yet and you're just like, oh, it's just like it's, it looks so far from a distance. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, kind of like a purple belt for me. Oh, mate, you'll get <laughs> it's it. One so day. far in the distance. You're back now. You you'll get it, mate. I've been oh, punishing Lynchy too. Stop ripping. <laughs> stop. Like, stop ripping on Lynch on the podcast, mate. I don't you rip on him. I'm so nice to him. Love you. <laughs> um, all right, we've been here for an hour and a half, boys. Almost an hour and a half. Um, uh, what is what is the next step for the 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 poetry thing for you guys? Are you gonna do a collaboration? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, we we could could. Yeah. What about? I've never thought of it until yeah, now. You're a genius, Dale. I've got a bit of a task for you boys. Yeah. Maybe um, you know, like how most businesses or football teams or something like that, they've got like a, a motto. Mm. Oh, you want a Ronan one? I want, a, where you're going. I want a Ronan motto. Uh, yeah, it can be done. Yeah. 100%. What, what date have we got? By June. <laughs> it's 19th You know I'm going to write this tonight. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> That's a long time, bro. And it's got to be, it's got to be collaborative, you know, 50-50, mm. but a, a Ronan Jiu-Jitsu motto. So think about Ronan, how it started, what it embodies, what it means to you both. Mm. And I don't know, let's make it a two paragraphs. Yeah, right. I like it, I like it. So I'll do that. Compressed compressed with words mm. and uh give it a go. Maybe we put it up on the wall. I'm, <laughs> next I'm, to that photo of Lynch. It's the first <laughs> the one in the frame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I that's oh. the first thing that came to my mind was seeing the logo, seeing that white wall. 
and seeing that motto painted on there mm. by the boys. Yeah, give it a crack. That's really nice. Can't awesome. hurt. Yeah, what do you reckon, boys? Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, and uh, one thing I did want to ask both of you in terms of insp- like inspiration, is there any poets or, or songwriters or anything like that that you that you know you 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 love listening to or love reading their work mm. let's let's put in the the realm of poetry is there other poets out there that yeah well, with, with poetry i like this uh, greek australian poet luca lesson okay um omar musa he's from canberra um will small Central Coast guy, this guy is literally the one of the dudes that got me into poetry. I remember we talking talking yeah. about Will on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, man. Besides that, just a lot of a lot of hip hop, Black Thought, Karis One. Yeah, I, I I also listen to a lot of underground stuff. Uh, me and um, Clark are always chatting, you know, sending each other like different <laughs> artists to listen to, and like, oh, but yeah, there's a the UK has got a lot of good. Great underground, Stormzy. Um, we love doing that. Love Vassy Bummy. Oh, it's, um, Stormzy's okay. Yeah. But <laughs> you know, we Barry Batlin there. What about you, MC? Um, unlike Rose, like he knows a lot about poetry and stuff, and knows poets. No, I don't really know. <laughs> like I don't know anything. <laughs> Literally, all of my stuff just comes from listening to rap music from a child. Yeah. From till now, like I, rem- I remember being like five or six, and we were listening to the um, like my brother had the Marshall Mathers LP. So from about five, I was listening to Eminem, and yeah, since then I've got into the, the more underground stuff. But that's yeah, all mine's. That's all I really know in terms of like poets. Hi kids, you want to see violence? Yeah, Nine <laughs> Inch Nails reach one of my eyelids. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know much about the the spoken word, like world, like Rose. Yeah, He's yeah. More of the expert on that. Yeah, cool, cool. All right, we'll uh, get downstairs and get a couple of rolls in. Or yeah, sounds good. All right, boys. Well, it's a pleasure to have Sorry. you both on. Thank you yeah. for uh, for making the time, Rose. Nah, thanks for having Busy us, man. man. Up in the big smoke, yeah, man, boy. Uh, yeah, pleasure always. And big uh, city life. And uh, catch Rose at uh, Rose Poetry. I'll oh, put yeah. it, I'll put it in the notes again. Dormant, haven't put up anything, but yeah, <laughs> keep watching this face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> MC, have you started a poetry page yet, or just no? I just put on my like normal one, okay? Yeah, Matt Clark, Matt.clark29. 29. Where'd 29 come from? Our birthday is September 29. So okay, me and Grace have the same birthday. Okay, yeah. <laughs> couple of big dicks there, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> big dick energy there, <laughs> right? Grace, so is. Grayso is another one of those guys who's just, you look at him like, fucking scary looking dude. He might but kill s- me. But so funny. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. stuff that work with IBJJF like it's just been killing me. <laughs> and he, he's such a nice guy too. Like it's, he is. He'll, he'll help you in that like so much. But yeah, he's, he's, got, those, he's got those uh, serial killer eyes. Yeah. <laughs> he's staring yeah. at me like, hey, you I don't good. know if this guy wants to physically hurt me right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I wonder how many people have trapped under his stairs right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, looks in the wrong way. He gives you that look, the eyes yeah, are open. Yeah, but yeah. amazing, amazing guy. Amazing yeah. guy. Yeah, shout out Mike Grayson. Um all right, boys. We'll uh appreciate the uh the time and keep doing the damn thing. I love everything that you boys do and it's all from the heart and um it's nice to see 
young men expressing themselves through art, whether it be for self-benefit or to, to benefit others, it's um, a beautiful thing to see. So I really appreciate you both. Yeah. Thanks for having thanks, us on. Thanks for having us, bro. Always. listening legends make sure you like and subscribe on all your podcasting platforms and head over to instagram and check us out at to the point underscore podcast to the point